Our guys played their hearts out just like they have the entire year and uh, have been an incredible group for me to coach, especially at this time in my career, to uh, be around a, a group that you love being around every day that have accomplished so much. Uh, I feel bad for them. You know, they're deserving of like special things, and, and they have had a special year, but this not going to the Final Four, obviously, is a, is a huge disappointment for us. Welcome back to the David Glenn Show. Welcome back to Best and Worst of the Weekend. We are inviting your calls now. We, of course, have our own thoughts, many of them from the weekend that was in the NCAA tournament. And otherwise, that was Mike Krzyzewski, leader of a very disappointed Duke team. Those guys, Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and maybe in a slightly different way, Trey Jones, younger brother of Tyus, who remember did lead the Devils to the NCAA title in his one and only year in a Duke uniform. That was four years ago. Those one-and-done guys worked, in part because they got some help from senior guard Quinn Cook, who was having an All-American season, and junior forward Emil Jefferson, who is a smart guy and a savvy guy and an unselfish guy and a glue guy. These freshmen didn't get as much help. These freshmen will end their Duke careers in at least three cases. We'll see if Trey Jones decides to hang around for a sophomore year with the Blue Devils because whereas there is demand, whether you see holes in Zion's game or not, right? But DG, he shoots three-pointers as a set shot. You can't do that in the NBA. We see some of the same warts that you see. The bottom line remains the same. Zion, RJ, and Cam Reddish will all be lottery picks. And the first two of those three will be in the top five, perhaps even number one and number two overall. Those three guys are going. Some are asking whether John Calipari at Kentucky and Mike Krzyzewski at Duke have poisoned their programs by buying into the one-and-done culture. Some are asking if Kay dropped the ball by not getting the ball to Zion enough down the stretch. Some are pointing the finger at R.J. Barrett for trying to play hero ball down the stretch against Michigan State the way he did earlier this season at times, including a loss to Gonzaga, when everybody knows that Zion had to touch the ball. When Zion touched the ball a few possessions earlier, and of course the Michigan State defense tilted towards Zion. That young man was smart enough and poised enough to not go one on three, which is what was waiting for him. You can be the greatest spin doctor in the post ever. If there are three defenders on you, you better figure out a plan B. He did. He saw the help coming. He found R.J. Barrett at the top of the key. R.J. had the stones, even as a guy who's not a great three-point shooter, not horrendous, but not good, took it and made it. So it worked. The next time's down... Zion didn't get the touch. Zion didn't get it in the post. Zion didn't get it on the wing. And on the deciding possession, it was R.J. Barrett trying to make the magic happen. As with the Gonzaga game, he came up short. Free throws came back to haunt the Blue Devils. Many of the same things we talked about with UVA as positives were there front and center as the Cavaliers advanced to the Final Four. Many of the things that we described as weak links, even while celebrating Duke as a great team, we gave you six teams. Take your favorites among these six to go the furthest in the NCAA tournament, and you'll probably do well. Well, guess what? Half the Final Four includes the six that we gave you. 
There were a lot of UVA skeptics. We were not one of those. The Cavs are in the Final Four. There were a lot of Michigan State skeptics after their injuries. We were not one of those. The Spartans are in the Final Four. Now, I'm not here to tell you that I would have told you Auburn as a five seed would be there as well. We did have Texas Tech as a three seed in our Final Four. The six best teams in America include four that are already home. Bottom line, this stuff is hard. And Mike Krzyzewski did have two of the very best players in college basketball. They did happen to be one-and-done freshmen. But when Dean Smith had Michael Jordan and Sam Perkins, as upperclassmen, did he win it all? No, he didn't. He actually had Michael Jordan and Sam Perkins in back-to-back years after they won it all with James Worthy in 1982. I just want to underline the idea that it can't be all about the fact that they're freshmen. It can't be. It's just not. Because if you think of the other best dynamic duos, I mean consensus, first All-American, first-team All-American teammates. Well, Jordan and Perkins won it all with Worthy. And when Worthy was gone, still under Hall of Fame coach Dean Smith, still with the Blue Blood program Carolina, the next two years, 83 and 84, the Tar Heels did not even make it to the Final Four in either year with Perkins on the inside and Michael Jordan as one of their guards. Remember Mike Bibby and Miles Simon with Lou Olson's Arizona team in 1998? First team All-American teammates, also not freshmen. They were sent out in the Elite Eight. You remember Rafe LaFrance and Paul Pierce for that Roy Williams guy back when he was at Kansas? First team All-American teammates. Did not make it even to the Sweet 16. It just happens this way sometimes. And I would argue for those of you who are saying, oh, you got to do it the blend way. Let me ask you this, because Carolina actually had closer to the ideal blend that some of you who hate, if you hate one and done as a matter of opinion, I'm not here to talk you out of it. That's just, you like some things and, you know, I like blueberries and you like strawberries, whatever. That's just a matter of opinion. Those of you who are suggesting you can't win when you play the one and done game, you're just flat wrong. And not only did Kentucky do it in 2012, not only did Duke do it in 2015, remember that's two of the last, what is that, eight to 25% of of the recent national titles have been done Doing it the one-and-done way, again, sprinkling in some upperclassmen. If you're convinced that the perfect idea, and I agree with this part, is a blend of really good upperclassmen and maybe some NBA-caliber talents that could end up being one-and-done on your college campus, guess what? Roy Williams just had it. There are three seniors in the starting lineup, Kenny Williams, Cam Johnson, and Luke May. They blend in. Two NBA-bound, one-and-done freshmen in all likelihood. Point guard Kobe White and forward Nasir Little, who before his flu-like symptoms was one of the best players the Heels had in the NCAA tournament. Which team got closer to their goals? One-and-done Duke or the ideal blend Tar Heels? Duke got closer, folks. Carolina was sent home with a curb stomping by Auburn. Duke lost by a point a round later. We all know that the ideal blend has both high-end talent and experience. But Roy Williams Tar Heels just reminded you, this stuff is hard. And they had the ideal blend with a Hall of Fame coach to go with it. 
and they couldn't get out of the Sweet 16 because of a hot-shooting Auburn team that actually dominated them inside. What did we say was one of the Tar Heels' only weak links? They don't have a traditional post player. And it was not just Jared Harper and Bryce Brown raining threes on the Tar Heels. That, we talked about all last week, you could almost half foresee that coming. Chuma Okiki, the big guy that hurt his knee and is not even going to be able to play for Auburn in the Final Four, Auburn eliminated Carolina for two main reasons. I mean, maybe three if you want to say that Cam Johnson and Nasir Little were running 100-degree fevers as they tried to play a basketball game. But before you get to that, and I know some people say that's an excuse, not an explanation. However you see that part, one and two in whatever order are Auburn hit those threes in the second half especially. And Chuma Okiki dominated the paint. Luke May, we all know, is not a traditional low-post player. Garrison Brooks tries hard and is a smart, tough player, but he's not what the heels usually have down low. Six foot eight, 230-some pound, Chuma Okiki, on the offensive end for Auburn, dominated the heels, 20 points and 11 rebounds, eight for 11 from the field. You know what that screams from an opposing big man? You don't have anybody down low that worries him even a little bit. And that was one of the only weak links in the Tar Heels chain. And, of course, it came back to haunt them. Auburn's combination, plus the Tar Heels not being at their best, meant the Heels went home in even more disappointing fashion. It's one thing to lose in the Elite Eight by a point to a Hall of Fame coach with a really strong, experienced team. That's what Duke did. Carolina lost 97-80 to to a five seed in a game that was over with five minutes to play. Duke got closer to what it wanted to accomplish, doing it the one-and-done way. Carolina had closer to the ideal blend and yet came up, I would argue, a lot shorter than the Blue Devils did. It's not just about one-and-done, folks. There's a lot of parts, a lot of moving parts here. I don't blame John Calipari and Mike Mike Krzyzewski for signing one-and-done players. Dean Smith couldn't win it all with Jordan and Perkins as first-team All-Americans two years in a row. Kansas didn't win it all with Paul Pierce and Rafe LaFrance as first-team All-Americans 21 years ago. Arizona didn't do it with Mike Bibby and Miles Simon, and none of these examples, by the way, even made it to the Final Four. It's just hard. There's 353 teams, and 349 are standing here right now trying to decide varying degrees of what went wrong. How many teams can say they had a better year than Duke or Carolina? I'd argue, I mean, if you want to say the final four, I get it. Sure, let's start there. Four. How many more than those four can say they had a better year than the ACC champion Duke Blue Devils, who were like 29-2 and while they were healthy and didn't go out again with a curb stopping, went out with a one-point loss in the final minute to a well-coached, experienced team. Four teams, maybe, had a better year than the Blue Devils. I don't think it's all that long a list of those who had a better year than the Tar Heels, to be honest about it. I know many across North Carolina are having a hard time digesting that because what just happened still hurts. But it's a lot more complicated then don't recruit one-and-dones. And And in fact, if you really believe the smartest thing to do is never recruit one-and-dones, understand this. You better have NBA talent on your roster because you can have all the seasoned, savvy juniors and seniors you want. History tells us over and over and over and over, doesn't have to be one-and-done, 
but you better have NBA first-round draft picks in your starting lineup if you want to cut down the nets. You better have at least one. Everybody has one. It helps if you have more than one. And if you're going to say no forever to the one-and-dones coming out of the high school ranks, you're going to have a really hard time beating those teams that choose to take those guys. 1-800-849-2761 is your ticket into the program. Where do you want me to go? You want me to go to the other side. Tom is in Wilmington. Brian is in Raleigh. Steve, another Brian, a Gary. You can join us with your question, comment, complaint, or best and worst of the weekend. We have the Philadelphia Phillies. We have the Carolina Hurricanes. Roger Federer, Denny Hamlin, Kevin Kistner, Tiger Woods, Matt Kuchar. It's led, though best of the weekend by Bruce Pearl in Auburn, a guy named Chris Beard, who has an amazing story, the head coach at Texas Tech, Tony Bennett, of course, and UVA, and that Tom Izzo guy at Michigan State. One story you're going to hear a lot more about. You probably know a lot about Izzo. You might know a lot about Tony Bennett, maybe because you're a loyal listener to this show. The Chris Beard story will fascinate you. What he was doing six Seven years ago, seven years ago right now, what was Chris Beard doing? He was near our statewide listening audience, and let's just say he was about as far away from the glow of March Madness as you can possibly be. That story with your phone calls, 1-800-849-2761, next on The David Glenn Show. 